0: Welcome to Solve This Murder. I'm your detective, Danny.
1: And I'm your crime scene criminal and witnesses, Bill. This is part five of The Actor's Assassination.
0: In part four, we learn from Matthias a bit more about the prospective buyers of the theatre, including one mystery person.
1: Danny also went through Chris Reffert's phone and found old texts between him and Andrew Feist and a hidden app that seemed to send his wife a message. Anytime he went to Andrew Feist's house.
0: From Chris's phone, I sent a text asking Andrew Feist to call me ASAP, and that phone has just started ringing.
1: <laughs> All right,
0: let's do this. I'm, I'm alone. I'm in a quiet corner somewhere. I answer the phone, hold up to my ear.
1: Okay, if this is... If you, if you finally figured out who could possibly have stolen you tell me now because this is like the last moment hello chris
0: i pause for just a moment there, there aren't many incoherent grunts or that i can give in response to this one so i instead pull out the old trick that rl stein assures me works and i whisper my response i'm trying you don't
1: know anything else No, I don't know anything else. What are you... Look, I know I haven't kept you up to date with this, and it's not your problem. I get it. Suffice to say, it's all going to be over soon. I, I still don't know how any of this happened. I still don't know how you could let any of this happen. God, Chris. Well, what was I supposed to do differently? You should have deleted it. You said you deleted it years ago, and I trusted you. Look what's happened now. Well, I mean, you know, working with technology like
0: it was back then... That was so long ago. Who even knows how deleting it works on that anymore?
1: I don't know how it happened. I don't know how you let them get a copy of it. But uh, it's done with now. I know it's not technically your fault, but just... I don't want to talk to you about this. I, look, I have to go. And your phone hangs up. Hmm. You do notice that while the phone call was happening, mm-hmm. you could clearly hear... You know you can, you can hear these sorts of things... That he was in a car, driving. Sure.
0: Alright. Again, more questions than answers there. It didn't give me any of the definitive answers that I want, except that apparently it's totally true when you whisper, no one can tell uh, who you are.
1: I thought you were me for a second, but I heard you. I thought, whoa, why am I talking to myself?
0: It's just a classic, it's not even a goosebumps thing, but it's some of the later ones, like the more Fear Street-level ones, someone gets a creepy phone call and then invariably, when they're telling their friend about it the next day, they say, I couldn't even tell if it was a man or a woman. They were speaking so quietly.
1: All right. I'll try this out one day. We'll We'll test it in the field.
0: It's so hard to know what to get from that, except that he thinks that Chris just made a stupid mistake and isn't in anything in particular, that Chris had some peculiar information... That someone got a hold of and is now using it for blackmail. I have no way of knowing how true that is. But he certainly doesn't seem to think that Chris is dead. He certainly doesn't seem to think that Chris was involved. So I guess it's good to know where his head's at. And he's driving. What can I do with that information except run to his house and break in while he might not be home? That's a terrible idea. That being said, I don't think there's anything that I want from his house, necessarily, unless he keeps old blackmail notes, but every Agatha Christie tells you that as soon as you get a blackmail note, you burn it. That's just how it goes. Why would Chris have even had one unless he is involved in that side of it? I don't... Um, But where my head was actually going with that is he's a rich, successful senator, but he still lives in his childhood region. Is there any chance that his sister does the same? Would it be weird for his sister to be at or around that house? Maybe, like, he is out. Maybe it would be a good idea to go and knock on the door and see if someone else is home. The odds of it being a sister are not high, but maybe I can find more information about her, him, literally anything about what's going on here. Maybe there's a big placard that says mystery buyer on it. That would be helpful. <laughs> Not super helpful, but nice confirmation.
1: Head over to visit the house.
0: Let's give it a shot. Quick scope, anything to look at on the outside that I didn't see on Google Earth.
1: So you approach the house and it looks just Street like View. it did on Google Earth. Street View. On Street View. That's uh, so there's nothing super noteworthy. It's a very nice house. Clearly, a. Uh, a, a wealthy tenant, mm-hmm. which you now know, because it's Andrew Feist. Yes. So you look and you see there are no cars in the driveway or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You can approach and knock on the door.
0: Yep, that's the plan.
1: You knock. Nobody seems to answer.
0: Mm, okay. I don't know what to do with this. Is it worth doing a full out, to out exterior skulk? I don't expect to see anything. What do you think?
1: You can do an, an exterior skulk. And while you see that there's no one home, you do notice a few things. Clearly, someone lives in this house. Clearly, it's a a, a, a house that usually has people inside.
0: That helps. Oh, crap. Did I bring Chris's phone with me?
1: Ooh. Yes, you did. Uh,
0: Okay, that's interesting.
1: You did bring Chris's phone with me. All right. you. You see that it's definitely a house that's lived in. It's slightly messy.
0: In fact, at the moment it's... Am I just peeking in windows? Yeah,
1: you're peeking in windows. You can see the living room is... In slight disarray, not like anything violent has happened, but just like someone stressed has been wandering around. Things are put down, but it looks like they've been sort of chucked down as opposed to carefully placed. It's...
0: I'm very insightful to be able to gather this. Mm. That's impressive.
1: You keep moving around the house, you see into an office. On a desk, there's papers and notes and correspondence and things like that. And you see there are a few letters piled up in one section of the desk that all look the same. They're envelopes that look like they have things in them, but they also <laughs> don't look like they've been addressed.
0: Hmm. One would think that this would be useful information, but the lack of address is a lack of information, mm. believe it or not. And
1: from outside, you can't really see what's, if there's anything in these <laughs> envelopes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, oh man, that's really frustrating. How, how many do I think it looks like? Ten. Okay be really good if I could get this app working properly to see its history. Yeah, true. Yeah,
1: that's that's sort of all you can see skulking around the outside.
0: Come home? Should I hide in a bush and wait for him to come home? I have no idea how long that could take. I text him. I say, where are you now?
1: He texts back. Doesn't matter.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, he's left town.
1: Don't worry about it.
0: Yeah, he's not coming back. That's cool. That's cool. Just quick change of identity. I'll find him later. Speaking of identity, I, I'm, I'm not at the theater anymore. I can't just ask Matthias, so I guess I have to Google uh, this, uh, Strange Lady Lawyers. Uh,
1: yeah, so you can find out who the Strange Lady Lawyers are. Literally, you can like, Google Strange Lady Lawyers and they seem to pop up quite right. quickly. Uh, it's a pair of sisters called Anne and Katrine Sundelen. Hmm. There's not much interesting when you Google them in terms of, like, stories about them or anything, but you can definitely find contact information.
0: Okay, uh, that seems like a good idea. I should do that. I'm still using my own phone from this point onwards, (laughs) for communication with them. Uh, Yeah, I'd love to call and have a chat with them.
1: You call, you can have a chat, or you can meet in person.
0: Yeah, maybe that's better.
1: You organize a time to meet up in person to talk within with
0: them. the hour you
1: are, you're a detective doing an investigation people need to meet with you when you ask perfect an hour later you find yourself at a local coffee shop mm-hmm. you're sitting by a table and in walk two strange female lawyers
0: i'm picturing tweedledum and tweedledee but dressed in black and definitely sunglasses
1: yeah picture tweedledum and tweedledee if they were both carrie Ann Moss in The Matrix.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: They walk in in lockstep, both of their rights, then both of their lefts, then both of their rights, in pure, in perfect uh, synchronicity. They both have black sort of bob-cut yep. hairstyles. They're um, wearing leather I know. trench coats. They arrive and they pull up chairs, both on the opposite side of the table from you sitting right next to each other, yeah. shoulder to shoulder. They sit and they say, I guess... Uh, yeah. You have, have called, called us? Up.
0: I assume you're going to put on a reverb so that we can be sure that both <laughs> of them said it I'll once. Just
1: double up everything I say, yeah. What I is this regarding me, that you have, have called, us called us down to this meeting? This meeting. Stop pressuring me. I apologise. We shall take a moment to order a drink.
0: I haven't figured out questions yet.
1: One of them orders a latte, and the other orders a hot chocolate, and then they order a third <laughs> glass. Oh, they mix them together and they drink a mocha.
0: Alright, so I've. Uh, come to understand that you have been involved in some negotiations regarding the Agnes... Theatre.
1: This is the Agnagnoresis Theatre? Yes. Yes, that is us. We are doing the negotiations for it.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Can can you tell me a little bit about how that's been going?
1: We are having some difficulties with this. Now, of course, I understand this is part of an investigation and Mm. I will be as helpful as I can. As will I. But we are also bound, of course, by attorney client privilege.
0: This is a property negotiation. I don't think it's that serious.
1: It is in some way
0: serious. Oh, no. Uh, we
1: cannot give you, say, for example, the identification of the person for whom we are representing and making the sale.
0: Why? Is that a thing?
1: In this case, they have asked to remain anonymous. And I, I believe it is our legal right <laughs> to retain that anonymity.
0: I mean, right, yes. Responsibility? I'm not so sure.
1: Perhaps. We shall judge this ourselves and come back at a later date. <laughs> But yes, things have been difficult for the sale. We are all prepared to go through. Our buyer is not completely prepared to finalize the deal. This has become difficult for us.
0: Is it a bank problem?
1: It appears to be a financial problem.
0: Uh, well, that's a little bit different from a bank problem.
1: It is. We have organized the sale and we continually assume and are told that the money will be ready in place. The sale is going through. It is a Four point eight ish at the moment. We are hoping for the sale of the theatre. That is millions of dollars.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Four point eight of the millions of the dollars. That's
0: fair, because I can hear. I, look, I just I detect a slight accent, and I know that uh, commas and decimal places, when it comes to money, can uh, vary country by This country. is true.
1: It's four dollars and eighty-three cents. It is a cheap, cheap theatre. <laughs> but we had hoped to finalise, and there has been delay after delay, and and we have tried as. We should, as professionals, to maintain this deal, but alas, it seems that soon it will fall through if this money could not be brought together.
0: Is it a deadline or just a bad feeling that people are losing faith?
1: It is, I suppose, a deadline created by bad faith. The owner of the theatre wishes to finalise the deal, and if we cannot get the funds together before this date, he will go to a different buyer. We have told our client this. And it seems he does not want to move forward.
0: Has there been anything in the prospective contracts about what's going to be done with the theatre?
1: There are some agreements and allowances. Our client, we can say, we can say, we can say. Our client wishes to keep the theatre operating in its current form. Right. He has great ties to the theatre and wishes it to be...
0: Great ties to the theatre?
1: It does indeed.
0: Like this theatre or...?
1: Well, if one of them, Anne, starts to talk and the other says, perhaps these details start to blur the line as to anonymity. This may be true. Thank you. Thank you, my sister. Do not mention it.
0: How are you enjoying our mocha? Yeah, whatever. Uh, all right. And um, what about, I, I hear that you were sort of referred on to this or that you have someone else that you know who is faintly related to this. Um, Chris? R- r- What's his name again? Ref, Refety, ref, Reflet.
1: Oh, you are talking about Chris Reffit. Uh, Mr. Reffert, while he may have been of help, we have not officially asked him or requested any help, nor do we recognize officially his involvement in the proceedings in any way.
0: Well, I wouldn't expect so. Like, as far as I knew, he was just a friend of both sides.
1: If he is a friend of Monsieur Snack Krog, that is unrelated to any official dealings that we have with him, which, of, of which there are none.
0: Man, I don't know. Under the table, I take out Chris's phone and I search the contacts for either of these people.
1: You search through Chris's phone
0: and you don't see
1: them in the contacts. But when you start to search the phone number that you've called to find them, you mm-hmm. do find that number in his call history.
0: Mm. Quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Recently, like over recently, these?
1: yes, especially uh, multiple times in recent days. Mm. A lot of calls received from this number, and a couple, uh, but not as many given to the called to the number.
0: Okay, right. So you're just personal friends then. Just, again, the phone was all under the table, just a bit talking to them, response to what they just said. So you're just personal friends with Chris.
1: They look at each other and they're a bit confused <laughs> as to what to say. I believe attorney-client, privileges, attorney-client privilege prevents us from continuing to talk about Mr. Reffitt.
0: That's wild, unless he is the client.
1: It appears that attorney-client privilege uh, <laughs> means we may have to leave this meeting. Uh, oh, it was lovely boy. for you to treat us to this mocker. Thank you so much.
0: Right. I considered that. And yet... The
1: two of them stand together in perfect unison.
0: Yeah, go away. Get out of here. You're paying.
1: No, we are not. And they race out of the the building as quick as they can. All synchronicity lost in a hurry to avoid paying for their drink.
0: All right. So I don't know how to add that as a red string. A double red string between Chris and Mystery Buyer? Make it look more like an equal sign? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I considered that as a possibility earlier, but clearly not a relevant enough one to say out loud. It does certainly connect up the little triangle that i formed with Chris, Mystery Buyer, and Ransom when I kept wondering what was Chris's part in the Ransom. (sighs) Alright, we're getting somewhere. We're getting things happening, we're getting shady dealings of Chris's, but how this gets converted to Chris being dead is still a curiosity. I'm finding out lots about this current selling, buying business. I wonder if uh, Ferdinand Weisenhorn is in, is of any interest. I I don't think I want to follow any more selling of the theater stuff right now. I think that's cool. I need to find out more about the murder. also got to worry about the fact that um, Eliska would have just been sent a text saying, Hey, your husband's just been to Feist House. So I don't know what my plan is for that. Wait until she brings it up, probably. I've still got this stalker book. I I haven't unnoticed the fact that it seems like it was a man making this. It said Mr. and Mr. in it. And so far, to my knowledge, we have only met one gay man so far. That being said, it's the theatre. So who can say? I don't just want to throw that in his face. We could also do... Possibly... I don't have a good timeline on when the gun could have been put there. I assume they don't clean behind the curtains in a theatre very often, so for all I know it could have been there for days. But I could be trying to search for a means of getting gun to there. Oh, Alright, it's, it's always hard to know who to bring information to and who to ask questions to because if you ask the most relevant suspicious person, they can just lie to you and you learn nothing. But so far, I haven't gotten sus vibes from Eve, except that Usher Jerry says that she would be moving stuff around and moving the big heavy boxes around outside. But maybe she runs a tight ship. Maybe there's one that wasn't her, but she knows who it was who happened to be carting stuff up near the dress circle. I don't know. The dress circle's very high up. Maybe I need to search the lighting rig some more.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You return to the theatre, and you walk in back through the main entrance. And as you do, you see Eliska is there.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Eliska is looking very confused.
0: Cool. Before you arrive. Yep. I avoid eye contact.
1: As you approach, she sees you walking in. Do you still have that notebook prominently displayed in in the corner of your pocket? Mm Mm-hmm. Let's go see you. She looks you over a little and she walks over and says, Oh, um, how is the investigation going? Have you found anything interesting about the case so far?
0: Oh, many things. Like, that's how cases go. I mean, do you have any idea who would do a, a, a thing like this? I, Honestly, the... no. That's been the hardest part of all this. If I knew that part, it would be easy.
1: Well, you know, people are, 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 are crazy in the theatre. There's always weird fans and strange people, you know I, I I think perhaps someone had been following my husband for, for now that I think about it for, for, for a, a few days.
0: Uh, Is that he right? complained
1: yeah he's complained about getting oh uh, strange love letters un unrequited in the mail and things yes, it's, it's
0: yeah, you know, I asked, um, I asked. Matthias or someone else about that, about whether there was a good strategy in place for fans coming to the theater. Yes. Don't know if I got a satisfactory answer. Oh,
1: it's always tough, you know. There's strange people out there.
0: Well, yeah. Did you see anyone on the hmm. today? <laughs> Question well, mark.
1: You know, I I wasn't really on the lookout for for anything suspicious. I, I was I was uh, backstage in the, in the mm. green rooms the, the whole oh, yes. time, and but but. I'm sure any, if, if something happened, I mean, if someone had shot from the crowd, I saw that, that, that rifle up at the dress circle when you, when you were there. I mean, they could have, any crazy fan could have snuck in and, and taken a shot from there. I, I, I didn't see anything myself, but I mean, ooh.
0: It's a pretty crazy kind of fan. Have you ever considered that maybe it was a crazy fan of Betsy's?
1: I suppose it it could have been hmm? who 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 missed their shot and
0: well no exactly not the point
1: oh i mean it could who... have been
0: yeah who Wanted... who was p- pretending to be her husband
1: pretending to be her husband in the play oh you're right yes i mean it could be someone some some lunatic who wanted yeah, to. Yeah,
0: these are the sorts of avenues we've got to explore. It's all over the place. It's it's all
1: over the place there in a the theater.
0: There were t- It's not a big theater, but there are a lot of people here. Got to follow up on everything. This could take years. I'm sorry to say.
1: Yes, it could. Well, I mean, do your best with the investigation, I suppose. Walks away, sort of looking at her phone again, a bit, a bit thrown
0: off. Thumbs up. But sorry, you wanted to talk to uh, Eve. I don't know if I want to talk to Eve, but it feels like worth a shot. You find Eve sitting in the green room. All right. Eve, when it comes to, like, I know that when it comes to bumming into a theatre, you've been in this theatre the entire time, but when it comes to setting up a theatre for a production, there's a lot of big, hefty things that need moving around all over the place. Of course. Who are the people who do that?
1: Well, honestly, mostly it falls down to me in this theatre.
0: You don't even make your actors do it.
1: Well, look, sometimes the actors are moving things around, but really I can often just get things in one by one. To get in some. And there are some stagehands that help occasionally, but I, I'm a perfectionist sometimes. I like to set things up the way I like to have them set up.
0: Right. And is that just uh, exclusively on stage or do you do other fancy stuff like lighting? You know, I love lighting. I don't know if you saw me up there before. I'm an enthusiast.
1: Yes, I was meaning to talk to you about that. Please don't climb on my lighting rig. Uh,
0: but you said that you weren't going to have any more shows. It's expensive. It's stuff saying I'm too fat for to climb in your lighting rig?
1: No, no, I suppose not.
0: I'm not going to harm anything. Oh, but uh, yeah. Anyway, all of that stuff. How does it get up there? And the other stuff. Thing need to move backstage. I suppose the chairs in the audience don't need to be rustled around or anything like that.
1: Uh, no, the chairs. They're the, the permanent fixtures. It's all. It's all fine. Nothing needs to be rustled around. They're, they're usually set up quite well. Mm. The lighting. Look, anything large. You know, when I when I'm bringing the lighting in, I'll. I'll Usually I can't take it through the front. Obviously, I'll, there's a ramp out here to to get things in through the stage door leading into the car park. Mm. Um, so you know when, when I'm bringing things in, the the lighting rigs will come through there. The costumes. I mean, for musicals, pe- instruments will come through. In this case, it's just been the one, but uh, and it's not even part of the show. Um, but
0: wait, what? Oh no, um. Yeah, you'll have to forgive me. I only got to see half of the show. Sorry. It's just
1: a personal pet peeve of mine. There's a certain amount of space. We want to allocate it for things that take up the space that need to be here. Sure. And that includes, to me, actors and performers. The fact that Aliska keeps coming in backstage.
0: Ah. Taking up one whole person's worth of room.
1: a person's, and she also, she brings her instrument sometimes. Why? I don't know. I've never heard her play it. What is it? I think it's a trombone or
0: something like that. I see.
1: Something in a large case. She'll come in and, and and she says she's come from practice. She brings it in a few days and it just sits there in the green room, taking up space. Hmm. Is it still here? Oh, probably. And she looked around the green room and went, oh, no, I guess. Maybe she put it back in the car after. I'm not sure. I'm not sure when I last saw it. Hmm.
0: I thought you were a woman who noticed everything.
1: I try. I try my hardest. (laughs) It's
0: okay, it's okay.
1: Sorry, I'm just... I'm still dealing with the loss of Chris. He was a talent, you know. I understand. Look, he worked well in the show, but he had a good creative mind. He could have been a director one day. Oh, is that right? I mean, look, he...
0: Did he want to?
1: I would think so.
0: You upgrade from actor to director?
1: No, it's not an upgrade. Not at all, no. Many fine actors stay as actors the whole time. But I first found out about Chris before anybody else. I've used him in quite a few of my productions. Most people found out about Chris through me. But I found him through a... He used to do art projects when Uh, he was young.
0: Yes, I'm aware.
1: Oh, someone told you about these?
0: Oh, yeah, pre-Chekhov is the (laughs) era we call it.
1: His his pre-Chekhov era? Yes. Back before he knew anything about sisters or... Uncles. No, he had a first thing I ever saw of Chris's was a was a production he made while he was in university. It's called Humans Being.
0: Have you heard hear of this? Uh, no, not so much. No, I,
1: nobody has. Honestly,
0: I tend not to follow university productions because they're usually awful.
1: Well, this is the thing. It was not a production. It was a creation that he made. He he had a he basically strapped a camera to him to his head or his. Chest. Oh, okay. I can't remember the exact right. viewpoint. I'm sorry. Street art. Gotcha. And just he just recorded everything, like a year of his life. Yeah. Just being a human.
0: Well, obviously you must he have saw something. There was not some.
1: There was some creative editing. It's not a 365 day long video. Whew. But to capture that and to keep this sort of raw experience as a, as a, of just being a human, all these sad moments and tragic moments and days of this. stuff, I mean, it was. It was captivating.
0: Gotcha. That's interesting. Like, w- did it surprise you anything that was there or is it the mundanity that is of interest? Oh, I mean,
1: the mundanity is of interest. Look, there was plenty of drama and 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 arguments and fights and, and uh, strange... And, of course, it's always interesting to look back at these things and see what people have done since. Chris, now a respectable actor at the time, was a student at university, is... Mm.
0: Yeah, State University, I believe.
1: State University, yes, yes. Oh, so you've seen it. Uh, (laughs) had a friend, went on to become a pilot. Mm. Remember when that plane uh, landed in the river and went all the way to the bottom of the river and came up with all those fish to to feed the starving village that had run out of fish? (laughs) He's in that as a young boy. wasn't even doing uh, anything aviation-wise, studying Mm. to be a museum curator. (laughs) Fascinating these sort of things. There's a senator, there's a, a clown, and of course, a couple of people who never amounted to anything.
0: Yes, yes, I'm not surprised. And was this, I don't know, how much he paid attention to the credits of that show? Was it a one man entire thing? Did he do all the editing and all that himself?
1: Yes, everything. Mm-hmm. Directed by, edited by, obviously not starring, but...
0: Did he credit himself as an actor?
1: I believe he did. You could hear his voice. Yeah, yeah. Least.
0: It's just interesting. Absolutely. No matter whatsoever. I see. This is information. It's, again, question marks of information, but it's answering some questions, at least, which is how get information should be delete. Sorry, can you repeat what you've just said? How get information should be delete. Okay, good. I think that's clear. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, re- I'm not repeating myself again. Yeah, sure. So... Yeah, this is something. He recorded a lot of stuff. Something happened at university that was a uh, big deal and Chris got rid of it, but now has decided to make better use of it by using it as blackmail material. I have no idea what it is, but it is something. Do you... is it at all? And how long did the actual recording end up being?
1: Oh, the recordings. I've talked to Chris about it since. He still has the old recordings. 365 days worth of of recordings. How how much did you watch? Well, the finalized product is only a four and a half hour movie.
0: Oh, that's still very long. That hurts.
1: I can get you a copy if you'd like. Might be a good way to remember him.
0: That's a great idea. Let's have a remembrance party.
1: You can get a copy of this? Yep. Uh.
0: Yeah, four and a half hours out of... 365 days, that's an awful lot of cuts. I'm not going to notice anything of interest about omissions based on that, though.
1: Not omissions. But you do... You can watch through this, this, this student film.
0: I'll try to tolerate it.
1: You flick through. You skip over sections that aren't interesting.
0: No, I don't. I'm doing my job.
1: Fine. You watch the whole thing.
0: Ugh.
1: It opens. You see... Ma- no, I'm not going to go through the whole four good, and a half good. hours. It's a lot of, sort of... I mean, to be honest, you don't see as much of the... Uh, The draw that Eve apparently sees. Of course not. I don't respect young people. University age people being university age people. There's a lot of parties. There's a lot of people getting drunk and having drama at parties. University. You do see a lot of who you now recognize as uh, Senator Andrew Feist. Mm. You see some clips of Penny as well.
0: Oh, I know. I know what Penny looks like.
1: She's mentioned by name. Hey. As Andrew's sister. One or two years younger. She turns up to some of the parties.
0: Right. Is Aliska in the picture yet? No, not quite yet. Okay. In this of all my Googling, I didn't find out when they got married.
1: No. looks like you can do some Googling. You can find out that he married a few years after this. Okay. He made to right near the end of his university career. All right. But you see Penny, you see Andrew, you see some other people and strange You see some a couple of boring interactions, a couple of interesting ones. One that does stand out to you is there's a a whole section of Andrew Feist in tears. He's crying and confiding in in Chris Reffert because his partner, his girlfriend, had been cheating on him Mm -hmm. with another student called Charlie Sampson. There's a a whole quite moving scene of him crying about this and getting angry and crying and getting sad and getting angry and then getting sad and... it's, it's quite a nice, it sort of ends the first sort of act of the movie. Mm, okay. Um, and after that, it becomes a bit more odd and strange. And by the end of it, it's very just focused on Chris Reffitt talking to himself in mirrors and getting a bit weird and meta with the whole thing.
0: Yeah, he ruined it. But there's nothing in
1: this finalised recording that you see that sort of, if you're looking for damning evidence of
0: something, nothing notable. Mm, that's okay. Okay. Throughout this, I don't know what creative decisions he made. Timestamps, date stamps, anything like that.
1: Every time there is a, a day, it's marked with its exact date. But clearly there are some days missing. Some days don't have any footage. There's whole months missing sometimes. Cut three hundred and sixty five times twenty four hours. Yeah.
0: It's down a few. to
1: down to four and a half. Uh, so five
0: hundred twenty
1: five thousand six hundred divided by sixty. Oh yeah. Uh so it's clearly there are big things uh, that haven't made the edit but Naturally. the ones that have are, are dated
0: all right i have three possible paths that i can take here Par One them out. is call detective simba tell him that it's worth doing a search of chris's place and finding these videos and getting his best men on a very long job sure his best 500 men <laughs> to watch a bit under a video each for a whole day Alternatively, I can do it myself. I can go there. I can use whatever resources I can to do it. Maybe try to pick some pertinent videos and do the same. The third is I can Google Charlie Sampson.
1: That's interesting. You could Google Charlie Sampson. You can do a couple of these things if you'd like.
0: Well, I'm going to do that one first. Sorry, I assumed by my tone that it was clear that that was my first offering. Oh,
1: okay. That was my
0: key. By your tone,
1: I should have understood that your third offering was your first offering. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, <laughs>
0: it's the fastest.
1: <laughs> you try and look into this Charlie Sampson, and it takes you a while. You don't see anything. No noteworthy achievements or places or d- people. There's no mm. LinkedIn stuff that makes any sense. No. But you do find one thing mm. find an obituary.
0: Yeah, this was kind of what I was expecting.
1: Charlie Sampson went missing sometime in April of the appropriate year.
0: Helpful. Thank you.
1: So April, the same year that this, all of this was being uh, made, mm. uh, Charlie Sampson went missing. And nobody ever found them. And that's the last thing you can find about Charlie Sampson.
0: Yeah, this doesn't bode well when you connect it to blackmail stuff, does it?
1: Solve This Murder is created by Bill Sunderland and Danny Siller as part of the Consume This Media Network. To find out more about all of our shows, you can head to consumethismedia.com. A special thank you to Jared, Devon and Witt from the podcast Advanced Sage Russian Shootouts for creating our theme music. And thanks to all of you for listening.